Welcome to the Mindset Mashup. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow, TV host on Extra, master brand strategist, author on gratitude, and co-founder of Mindset Programs. And I dig deep to bring you closer to your best life in this lively, unfiltered, and heart-centered podcast. The Mindset Mashup is a compilation of real talks focused on epic mindset rituals and routines to help you get after your passion and potential. Tune in each Monday for inspirational guests who reveal their mindset must to help you optimize what matters most, self-love, impact, fulfillment. I'm so excited that you're here. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Mindset Mashup. I am... <laughs> I am very, very rarely at a loss for words, but I have seriously recorded this intro, I think four times now. I'm like, how do I get it right for Joseph McClendon? And I'm just going to be really real about that. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I'm now just going to get back on and just say what comes to mind. And that is, I am freaking honored that he is on my show. I am completely blown over that I had an opportunity and a privilege to connect with him and that he is who I hoped he'd be. You know, sometimes you can get inspired by someone either on a stage or in social media or whatever through a book, a podcast, etc. And then they don't quite reflect the same. There's not really a congruency when you meet them in person. Oh, he is so much more and then some. I mean, this guy's got some awesome sauce astitude. By the way, awesome sauce is the title of his new book. It's going to drop, I think, in November. We'll keep you posted. And the dude is the dude. Why did I just say that? See, this is why I re-record, but I'm not going to. He's just on fire for life. That joy, that happiness, that radiance that you see just flying out of his spirit like fire, it is who he is. So yes, there's all kinds of mindset, tools, tips, routines, rituals, hacks, flying throughout this conversation. And of course, he does have a PhD in neuropsychology. But bottom line is that this man is on a mission and we're able to unpack where it all began, where he is now and where he's headed. And there were moments where I was laughing so hard, I was howling. There were moments where I was like tearing up because I was so moved and inspired. Other moments where I was just getting like truth bumps, you know, it's just, it's a great conversation. And I think it just is going to feel so personal to you, right? Because so many of us were curious about him. He hasn't been on a ton of podcasts yet. I know he's changing that now. I'm just so grateful and fortunate that I got to have this time with him and get to share it with you. And by the way, some of you had written in questions that you wanted me to ask him. So I was able to weave in some of those, which is awesome. And if you don't follow me on Facebook, you want to make sure that we're connected. It's just Michelle Marie Sorrow. So that when I have special guests like Joseph on, I put it out there like, Hey, what do you want to know? What can I ask him for you? So aside from those questions though, nothing else about this talk is canned. I don't come in with anything pre-planned or prepared. I just wanted it to be organic and fluid so that I could get the truest sense of him to give to you. So I just know you're going to love it and you'll love him even more than you already do. Oh boy, enjoy this really special talk with Joseph McClendon III. I cannot believe that I've got Mr. Shaking your ass here. <laughs> Joseph, welcome to the Mindset Mashup. Well, uh, thank you for having me. And it is shaking that 
ass. Yes. Okay. So you know what? <laughs> Remember we were just chatting about the the poll that I took. And I mean, I got like well over a hundred questions when I made some announcements that you were coming on. Everybody was a little over the moon to say the least, but I have to tell you the most feedback and comments and likes amongst the community was really around the genesis of shape. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to just start there. Okay. Well, uh, it came from, and actually, Michelle, there is, as silly as this sounds, there's science behind it. I saw that post yesterday. There's real science and value. So let's discuss. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's what it is. First off, you cannot, when we we need to change our states, which is what I call attitude, uh, you know, your attitude will determine how far you go, what you'll do, what you won't do, and so on and so forth. So if you need to change your attitude in the moment, it's the quickest way is to move your body. And the more of your body you move, the quicker and more and the deeper that attitude will change. And so the place that makes your entire body move, you cannot move this spot on your body without your entire body moving. And that is the, the actual pelvis area or your junk. <laughs> Are you doing it right now? Yeah, I am. Of course, I, I had am. a feeling you were moving your body and getting it going. <laughs> yeah. And so, so you know, at, at the risk of sounding too goofy, the science is move your physiology, you change your attitude, and that's why I call it your attitude. Because if you shake your ass, you move your ass, then you're actually changing everything. And there is not a person on the planet that cannot sh- that can shake their ass and not change their state even if they're feeling silly or whatever. And of course, I have elevated it to a whole new level to, uh, as, like I said, I call it astitude so that we change it and we can direct the attitude that we want to have or the astitude that we want to have. <laughs> it's so <laughs> awesome. I'm, I'm like looking at one of your posts from social media. I think it was just yesterday and in real time, that would have been the 5th of September, where you say that, yes, it rewires your brain and your nervous system to default to a more productive and resourceful way of being and behaving. So shake it good and shake it often. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're wearing a shirt, a t-shirt that says straight out of shaking that ass. Yeah. And anyone who's been to an Unleash the Power Within event with you, and I know you lead and you know you present it on many stages around the world um, with and without Tony Robbins, but anyone who's been to a UPW, which most of my listeners have, I mean, just even thinking of shaking that ass, you know, just brings a smile to our face, you know, a little jiggy to our step. And we are in a better mood. It elevates our mindset, speaking of. You mean this stuff works? Yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. Says well, the guy who's got a doctorate in neuropsychology. <laughs> well, and on that note, and digging a little bit deeper, what I wrote there is absolutely true. The science behind it, the physical science of it is it does rewire your brain. Literally makes new neuroassociations and physical connections develop in your brain so that, the, and that's why when they see a t-shirt or they hear me say it or whatever, that they get triggered to feeling good. So you default to a better attitude by doing more of it. <laughs> I love it. Now, did you coin the phrase attitude? Is that your definition? I did. You I did. did. <laughs> the king of attitude. <laughs> I call it my, I call it, that's my legacy. That's what I leave behind when I'm gone. Now, <laughs> see, you already covered the next question. That was also in the Facebook poll that a lot of people said, what does he want to be remembered by? What is his legacy? And I was like, pretty sure we already know it. <laughs> well, well, yes and no. That, that one I joke around about, but my 
my true legacy is, my, my mission statement and my purpose here on this planet at this stage in my life, and quite honestly has been for a while, is to impact as many people as I possibly can to the point that they take action and change their lives. And that's for the betterment of the planet. And what I mean by that is, you know, I, I get to travel worldwide. And wherever I go, I always say the same thing. It's not going to be your government. It's not going to be somebody that that uh, miraculously, ta miraculously takes something on and changes the world. It's going to be individuals like ourselves that have the guts to step up and do something different and be entrepreneurs and be, uh, you know, change our and, and, and grow as human beings. That's what's going to make the biggest difference, because at the very least, by our example, we're going to impact other people to do so as well. I love your mission statement and I'm so moved by it. And I definitely experienced that and I have in many rooms with you. Um, and we're going to dive into that a little bit deeper. But um, for you then, as a man, you've been doing this for so long. How do you measure that? How do you know, okay, these people, this room, this corporation, this individual, you know, I'm able to affect real change for them. It's, it's two ways. That's a great question. You've got great questions, girl. Well, thank <laughs> you. My goodness, what um, a compliment. It's, it's two things. I, I measure it two different ways, actually three different ways. The, the, the most intangible one is my emotion and how I feel about it. Um, as I walk away from something or as I, as I come away from something, how I felt that I delivered uh, something. The second is that uh, feedback in the moment, meaning I, as you know, I have the uh, glory job of being on the stage a lot. And when I'm on the stage, I will not um, teach theory, meaning I'm not going to teach somebody something that I haven't done myself or don't practice myself or haven't done myself. Um, and Whenever I teach something, whenever I'm on stage, it's not going to be just inspirational or empowering. That I'm going to give you something to do because it's the do that makes a change. And so I'm a stickler for we're going to get a result when we when we work together, whether it's a seminar or one-on-one -on -one mentoring or coaching or anything like that. We're going to get a result right now. But then the third, so so I get to judge by the result that the people get. And I'll give you an example. I always say to people, there's a, there's a workshop that I have called the A Factor. And I tell people, bring me your worst nightmare, your worst memory, your worst, uh, you know, whether you something happened to you in the past, your, mo your worst emotional challenge, whatever you got, bring it. Because I'm, we're going to do something in that moment that at some point in that day, you're, you're not going to be able to feel it again. You're literally going to go, I, I can't feel that. And then we're going to put something in that gap that is going to change you as a person. So that second piece is I can judge by the results that I get right there in the moment. And the third piece is through time. And that only comes through testimonials and things like that. People will, uh, I, I meet people all over the world now that say, well, this changed my life and this did that. And I, I'm less interested in hearing, I mean, I love the, the, the compliments and, and that kind of thing, but I'm less just interested in hearing that than hearing them go, I did this, and because I did this, I changed my life, you know, and that's what's important because I'm not going to be there all the time, obviously, so I want to leave them with something to do, and as they do it, then they take the credit for it, and then that changes their identity, their certainty, their confidence about themselves. I love that. And what it really speaks to, too, is really going back to that core mission statement, which is where you really want to be able to contribute an impact at the level that causes people to take action and it changes their lives. But then circling back to full circle, you want to be able to have those conversations and open it up where, like you said earlier, it's there's no question off limits. You love this stuff real time. Bring it right. I um, do. I do. I love that. 
Well, you said something at uh, a UPW. It was a Chicago of this year. It was just in July. And I uh, had the privilege to make eye contact with you and let you know how much you meant to me and how appreciative I am of you and all that you give and, and do. And, uh, and it was when you were speaking, I had been to three UPWs, but it was when you spoke about the difference between trying to make something happen versus when you allow yourself to be open and be pulled by the vision, by the calling. And once I fully surrendered to that, there was something about you, the way you said it, where I could hear it fresh, where that has been my life like a rocket ship ever since. It's been the easiest thing. So I wanted to thank you personally for that because I heard it in a way where it clicked and I didn't have to struggle and make anything happen again. Well, well first off, thank you so much for acknowledging that and for, for bringing that up because that is part of uh, my mission is to be able, as I said before, to impact people to the point that they take action. And that's what you've done. So we're answering the question that you just put out there. How do I judge? By results. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there you go. And I prefer, and it is my style, if you will, you know, I'm, I'm, I have fun and, and humorous and things like that, but it is my style to make things so simple that people will get it and something clicks inside so that they, they it's, so it doesn't have to be complicated. It's, and they don't necessarily have to understand every piece of it, Michelle, but they get it on, on an emotional level that makes them feel like, well, now I'm going to do it. And then they go do it. So that's what happened. And that, that is, I'm so glad you said that because that's, that's what I live for. Oh, okay. Well, then I got another one for you just because if we're on me for a moment and you love it, <laughs> and, and this is a true measurement, right? You can't manage it what you can't measure. There so here we go. Back to your mission statement, another measurement for you. Uh, it was UPW San Jose also of this year in March. And it was it was part of Tony's curriculum, but that you teach like a freaking magician up there. And, okay. and I want to talk about that. But um, it was the closing the gap exercises. I had already been to a UPW a year earlier, but there was something about the way that you taught it, the way that you opened up my mindset, going back to this being this podcast, with the physiology, with shaking the ass, with the joy, with the air guitar, with the fun and the levity, and an otherwise really intense time for you. You just lost your dog. I mean, there was so much going on, but there was something about the intensity of that where I wrote down things that seemed like impossible to imagine, absolutely like how in the world the how was not there. It was just a what and a why that you got me so clear on. And then, I mean, within 24 hours of returning home, the house shut up in ways that like doubled my income, doubled my impact, doubled my fulfillment. I mean, without even blinking an eye, but it's because you facilitated that exercise that was so powerful. And I shared that with people all the time. Between that and allowing yourself to be pulled, I'm like, all you need to do is just talk to Joseph. I mean, <laughs> this is real. <laughs> By the way, he'll also make you feel really good and happy along the way. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And can I get a little cosmic on you for a second? Totally. Because behind all of that, one of the things that um, I have learned to become skilled at, at the risk of sounding arrogant, <laughs> we love um, it, is to be able to um, is to be able to deliver content, whether it's my own or somebody else's, because I got to give, you know, all, all credit to Tony in terms of what I teach there is Tony's material. And he's like, I told you before, he's the smartest guy. I know he's my dear, dear, dear friend of three decades now. And, um, and I am, I, like I said, I have the, I have the glory job and I, I'm honored to be able to get up there and, and help him in his mission and do what I do. Uh, and I have my style and my way of teaching it. So my skill set is in being able to teach it 
in a way that does not take anything from him. Uh, and then also gets people to recognize that, wait a minute, in this moment right now, something is happening. Something is something, you can call it magic. That's why I say get cosmic on you. And if I was to, to, to peel away some of the onion, I would say this. You know, we've heard this before, and that is the 80-20 rule. Mm -hmm. The 80-20 rule is it's 80% psychology, meaning how you think and your consistent thought patterns about who you are and your identity and what you think you can do and so on and so forth. And then it's 20% mechanics. And that is why, you know, people do some miraculous things that they're not that good at, but they get miraculous results. Well, I, I and, and I do this, I literally was, that's my, when I get finished here and I go do what I have to do, when I come back, the video I'm going to make today that I'm going to put on social network is the, uh, the comment that I have about quotes and, uh, and sayings that are, there are a lot of them. I do them as well. So it's not a put down on them. It's just that that if unless there is something you do as a result of that, it's going to be just a quote and an inspiration. That's right. So coming back to what I was saying, Michelle, is that I have I I, I love to take what already exists and and improve on it in the way that I call going further faster. And and so in that situation there, it's not what happened to you is not the 80-20 rule, but it's something that I call the 60-20-20 rule. And that is 60% is still psychology. And that's what we work so hard on, that personal development side of it and everything. But 20% of it is energy. And the energy that we have to, to get up early, stay up late, to do all of those things. And then, and by the way, it, as a result, this will come, this will make us do more so that we'll have more. And then the third thing is the other 20% is attractiveness. It is not just looking good. It is, and it's not just the laws of attraction attracting things into our lives. Uh, although that's part of it because you just said that within X amount of time, things started to happen to you and happen for you. But it's also our being attracted and, and causing ourselves to be attracted to what we want in a way that is fearless, your words, fearless and just, you know, going, going after it. Because most people, when they want something, what's keeping them from going after it and, and causing that magic to happen is their own inhibitions, their fears, their shortcomings and things like that. So to, to put it mildly, all we did in that exercise and my method of teaching is to strip away all that stuff as technical as all that I just said right there, to allow the magic to happen, to allow you to magically be pulled towards what you want and to it be pulled towards, towards you as well. That's true abundance, in my opinion. Well, and I, and that for me is such a, a pure fundamental characteristic of all of us as humans, but so many of us get confined by the old stories, the bullshit, the limiting beliefs, right? The stuff that keeps all that clouded and inhibited. So let's say for purposes of a, a quick mindset hack, um, what is the fastest way to get to the 60-20-20 fluidity of life? Okay, write this down. Ready? Okay. Yep. Shake. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I there walked are, into that. <laughs> yes, you did. I'm going to give you what I call my four uh, challenges or, uh, yeah, I'm just going to call them challenges, okay. but that, that, and let's just call the <laughs> types of people that we are, those of you that are listening, if you'll allow me to call you this, and that is achievers, and that is people that are, are going after want, you want more abundance in, in all five or six areas of our lives that we want, whatever it is, money, you know, physical, uh, uh, our physical body, you know, our, our, our health, whatever you want. The four big challenges that most 
uh, achievers have are this. Number one, lack of refocus. Not focus, because achievers, we at least know that, that if we focus on what we want, you know, that's going to at least, get, you know, it's the number one thing in the ultimate success form. You know what you want. So most achievers have done some sort of a goal setting or something like that. They know what they want. And, and again, there's, there's caveats to that to be more specific and all those things there. But the challenge is, even though most people know what they want and they can focus on it, they don't stay focused on it. To the, to the point that, as I said before, they continue to take action. And the, cha- and the reason why is because we get distracted. You know, you may start off in the morning and go, you know what, here's my outcome today, I'm going to do this. But as soon as something happens, it, you know, and sometimes it's things that make us procrastinate, you know, and we don't, it, it, it takes us away from it, whether it is, you know, you got to pick up the kids from soccer or, you know, you get hung up on social network or surfing the internet or you got to go to jo- your job or whatever happens. We get disfocused through the day. And then through, by the end of the day, I know I've, I've done this more times than I care to admit. I look back and I go, holy crap, I meant to do this today and I didn't do it. So, so the key is to remind yourself, just use your phone and just tell Siri to remind you every hour to refocus. And that one little key, is it, it's huge. It's huge because it causes you to go back to what you want. The second, I'm sorry I'm talking fast, but I want to get all four of these. No, it's okay. They're used to me talking faster, so you're good. <laughs> good. The second thing, and, and again, these, I'm giving the broad strokes. Uh, and, uh, and as I said before, there's technique to doing this. So I'm going to give you some, uh, you know, small techniques like using your phone. But the second thing is lack of uh, a plan and continued input on personal development. And what that means is, and I don't just mean a plan of how you're going to, you know, start your business, you're going to do that. I mean a plan of how you're going to grow yourself. You said this, and, uh, you know, I'm glad you said it. You've been to three UPWs and all that and everything. And, and that is, honestly, that's what it takes. It is one of my secret weapons. I got about nine of them, Michelle. But that's one of them is to continue to put yourself in an environment that is going to contribute to your personal growth as well as your growth to the things that you want to make happen. And to this day, as a matter of fact, tomorrow I'm going to a seminar tomorrow. I literally constantly put myself in that. I'm always learning and doing that. So continue to do that. You know, it's like whether it's a UPW or an event that I do or something like that, constantly do it. Now I'm constantly in that environment because I teach this stuff. However, I still go to other people's things. The third thing is lack, as I said this before, lack of energy. Mm. That that literal energy is, you heard me talk about it at, at UPW, it's electricity that we put off. And that electricity that we put off causes us to be excited, causes us to be, to be uh, driven and pulled towards what we want. And then the third thing is lack of attractiveness. And attractiveness is why I just talked about it before, that cosmic side of it, that that overwhelming electricity that attracts us to what we want and what we want to us. And the example, I even use it at UPW, is that I always use to prove it, that we have that electricity, is we've all experienced where we're sitting in the car and we feel somebody looking at us and we look over and they're looking at us. (laughs) Or we look at somebody in another car and they feel us and and they catch us. And the way that that works, I, I... you know this. I, I taught at the uh, University of Southern California for several years, several years ago. And one of the things that I taught was the concept of electromagnetic energy. And what that means is, is when we put our attention and intention on somebody else, uh, th- literally the electricity that our body produces grows. 
And three, four things happen. Number one, when we put our attention and intention on something or someone else, our energy grows. Number two, the, the thing or the person that we put our attention on feels it. Number three, their electromagnetic energy grows. And number four, we're drawn towards each other. So you use that example as that's how we create that magic. I call it the A factor, the attraction factor or magnetic success. I love that. Okay. You just gave us a lot. So those are the four pillars to shaking that ass basically, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but only for achievers. Anyone else is not, it's not for you. Um, And I'm pretty sure only achievers listen, but it's so easy. Like you said, to fall back in, especially number one, which is that lack of refocus. It's like, you need an anchor, which is why number two has to be there to complement number one, which is not only do you need to have a plan, get it on the calendar, schedule it, and I just spoke like you, and <laughs> um, <laughs> and have consistent personal development on your calendar every few months, every other weekend, whatever it is, right? And a uh, podcast, a book, an audio book, you know, uh, follow people on social media, YouTube, whatever Master it is. Masterminds, yes. masterminds, oh, and things that's like that. Right. Yeah. Yes, masterminds are super key because then not only are you getting yourself um, and, the, and the person that you're very inspired by and it can help you measure results, but you're also getting a powerful like-minded tribe. And that is also key because so many of us go to these big events like yours and we come home and it's like, uh, okay, I know I've got that one-on-one coaching session in two weeks, but what about now and what about my community? And it's hard. It's harder. You talk about going further, faster all the time. You know, the, the quickest way I've ever seen to build that momentum and to actually measure it uh, is to put yourself around a large group that's doing the same. It's it's awesome. Now you talked about about nine secret weapons. <laughs> Come on, I mean, you left us hanging. Can you can you share a few of those in this call? I can. Immersive learning is at the top. I said there are about nine. There's actually right, more. I know. I'll, I'll give you a couple of them. Okay. okay. One of them is, um, and this comes with a story, unfortunately. But oh, I love one. it. Give us the okay. story. And um, I, I came into doing what I do uh, by tragedy. And I say tragedy um, to the point that I almost lost my life. Um, and that is when I, I share this with you guys at UPW. And that is when I was 17 and a half years old, three grown men tried to take my life because of the color of my skin in a place called Biker's Fail, California. <laughs> and um, and as, a res- as a result, I became, uh, I, I was, I, I felt like because they did that to me, it, and it was because of the way I was raised. I didn't blame them. I blamed myself. I felt like there was something wrong with me. And I hated myself. I became suicidal. And I also became homeless. And I lived in a cardboard box right up in a place called Lancaster, California. And what changed my life, Michelle, was somebody that I didn't know, of somebody that was just a kind person, gave me a book. And the book was Think and Grow Rich and insisted that I read it. And I read the book and I did the exercises. I did what the book said because I was desperate. <clears throat> And as a result, things started to change for me. And when I went back to the gentleman that gave me the book, and I said, you know, how do I thank you? How do I repay you? What he said to me was, <clears throat> excuse me, he said, you, you repay me by doing the same that I've done for you for as many people as you possibly can. And um, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I get emotional about it every time I talk about it, because um, uh, that, is, that was the genesis of of why I do what I do. And, uh, you know, I was, I was 19 when that happened. I just turned 19 that night. 
uh, and um, and I didn't really take it as seriously back then. But as time went on, I started taking more, and it became my calling. And so the reason to answer your question, one of my secret weapons is what I learned in that book. The two of them. Number one, that uh, because of that situation was contribution. That's a secret weapon of mine, and and that is to help my fellow person, man, woman, as much as I possibly can, because that that creates a level of gratitude within oneself, and it's all about energy. If I'm if I was to boil it all down to what what um makes things happen in your favor, it's energy. And energy is electricity and your excitement, your enthusiasm, your reasons why, all of those things that we talk about, they become enhanced to the level 10 as you contribute. The second, the second secret weapon is, I just talked about it, is I know how to attract things into my life and to cause myself to be attracted to what I want. And I know how to teach it to other people. And you were an example of what you just said there. You came away from that and there was something about it that you, that you made it happen. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, I'm, I'm guessing that there was some magic there too as well. Maybe a phone call that you weren't expecting or something, somebody showed up or something. Is that true? Oh, totally. There was a mastermind actually that I wanted to join, but I knew that it was, oh, I don't know, 40 something thousand dollars a year. And it wasn't quite in what, what I had in mind, but I wanted to be led by that particular uh, coach. And and so I wrote down model after, you know, his name is Chris Harder, model after what he's doing. And he's in a mastermind that costs $60,000 a year and whatever, like this is all good stuff. And there's year long wait list for these things. And, and I know they work because right, your, your net worth is your network and vice versa. Um, on, and net worth, meaning your emotional abundance, your physical abundance, your financial abundance, spiritual abundance, all of it. Um, but within 24 hours of me writing that down, not knowing the how, um, he announced that he was going to be doing a very special one-time only mastermind for like a fraction of the cost. And I just knew who he was as a leader. He wouldn't be able to help himself. He would give it all to us. And he did. So I got to see how he ran it. I saw how it was organized. I saw the infrastructure and then boom, I was off and running and I was doing my own ever since. But I wanted that. And that was, it looked like magic. But as soon as I shared that with him, he's like, huh, isn't that funny how that happens? Cause that's just how it is. Well, what's interesting is that in that short conversation that you just had explaining that you actually gave all of the steps of how to create that magic. <laughs> and, and it's, and again, remember, you know, I say this to everybody, knowledge is not power. It's not, it's potential power, but power is in the do. And so, and, and the do is not just the, okay, I'm going to do ABC. The do is in the doing of changing one's identity, one's uh, beliefs within themselves and, and their energy within themselves so that they're affected and the world around them is affected. Uh, and, and so what happens there is that's what creates the magic. And so that other secret weapon is just that, is, is I know how to harness that energy and teach that to other people as well. The third secret weapon, and, and I'll stop there because there are many, many more. <laughs> We're going to save is, it. Is, um, is, and it goes, and you actually started to say this. All four of those things that I just I mentioned with regard to the, the challenges that, are, that um, achievers have, you, you said it. One feeds to the other, feeds to the other, feeds That's to right. the other. Okay. But the energy is, I have a lot of energy, you may have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, 
It's by design, and it is as the result of something that I do, something that I believe, and something that I, 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 I have ritual to, if you will. And there's eight things. I always say this. There's the air we breathe, the water we drink, the food we eat, the thoughts we think, the moves we make, the words we speak, the sleep we take, and the things we seek. And I heard, I saw this, ironically, it was a great little quote that I saw on, uh, on uh, one, of the, one of the networks. And it said, if you, if you change 1% every day, at the end of the year, you've changed 365%. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it doesn't quite work like that. But all eight of those areas that I just mentioned there, it just make a small shift in each one of them. And everything changes. Everything changes. How you feel, you know, I have, I have a huge, this is another secret weapon, if you will. I, it's, it's accordance to what I was just talking about. I have a huge advantage over most people in that I have, on average, three extra months a year than the average person of time because time is the biggest thing you can never get it back and it's the biggest thing with entrepreneurs and and achievers that they don't have enough of i've got it in i've got an abundance of it when it comes to getting things done and how that works is this is that if you sleep one hour less a night one hour that's 365 hours and if you divide that by 12 hours, a 12-hour day, it comes to 30. So I sleep on the average three hours less than the average person. So I got 90 days of 12-hour days more than the average person. And, and it is, it's a huge, huge advantage. So, you know, according to what I was just talking about in terms of those eight things, um, and we kind of brush over it at UPW, but when you start to get that piece of your life, and, and not everybody... Uh, can or even, you know, everybody's body is different and everything, but I guarantee them that the vast majority of people can sleep at least an hour less. And by the way, I wake up excited and energized and, and I've done that for 30 years. Oh, I have a very vivid recollection of how you get your morning going versus the <laughs> average. <laughs> In fact, I channel you almost every morning. I'm like, I'm the hit the snooze. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, I, I do have a very serious routine in the morning, but mostly because I've been inspired by you. I always think this is not how Joseph would get his morning. Going. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I hear the music. I hear the audio in my head as I'm like, okay, what are you grateful for? How do you start your day? What do you get to do? Versus, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm so glad you're laughing because I have a feeling anyone who's listening and they've ever seen you on stage and, you know, you talk about the disparity of how most people wake up versus the achievers, um, you know, who want to be optimized. Uh, it's just so awesome. But you know what I've, I've always wondered is then what happens? So you sleep less, right? Three hours on average less than, than the, the normal person. That What is that? Five, four, five hours a night? Yeah, I, I average four and a half to five hours a night. Oh, God bless you. Okay, but so then what do you do? What, what time are you getting up? 4.35? Or? I wake up at 5.30 okay. every morning. And um, what's your so, routine? Um, in the morning? Yeah. Oh, well, actually, I made a Facebook Live that I'll put back up. I'm glad you asked that. Um, I, I'll just go through it very, very quickly. The first thing that I do is, is right next to my bed, before I go to sleep, is I put a big... A glass of water, and, and it's actually almost uh, a quart of water. I don't drink the whole thing, but the first thing that I do, and I wake up without an alarm, is my eyes open up. Here, here, here it goes. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. First thing I do when I wake up is put a big freaking smile on my face, <laughs> big smile, big smile, and then I take some deep breaths, 
I sit up, I grab my water and I down it. And then I spend about three minutes trying to touch my toes. <laughs> <laughs> From still the bed? Still in bed, yeah. Okay, yes. Trying to touch my toes while I'm smiling and <laughs> while I'm going through my brain about what I'm grateful for and what's what's awesome about this day and everything. And then I, I hang my feet over the edge and I twirl my, my ankles and my wrists and things like that. And I do have a conversation with myself. That is my identity statement that I've had for a long time uh, uh, that I say to myself. And then I get up and I have, if you come to my home, it's been uh, described as, I, I call it Stone Cliff Manor because it is, it's, um, it's made of stone uh, rocks on the outside. And uh, if you come to my house, it's been referred to as the McClendon Spa. Oh. <laughs> and because I, 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 there's certain things that I do regularly, but, but I have a, a few things around that I don't do them all. Um, regularly. So uh, on an average morning, I'll get up and I have something called an oxidizer. And um, an oxidizer, they call them a chi machine. And it is, if you don't have one, you got to go get one. And it is a miraculous little machine. I literally just retired the one that I've had for 20 years. What was that model? Or what's the new model that you have? People asked about this. So I'm glad you brought it up. You know, I'm, I'm, it's in the other part of my house right now. So I don't have it in front of me, but I'll, I'll get it to you and let you know. Oh, cool. Uh, thanks. But I get in that for 10 minutes and I, and that just energizes you even more. And then I get up and my son lives with me four days on and then four days off. So uh, then I get up and I'll go wake him up. And now we got a new puppy and it's his, you know, I got to get him to get on the dog and things like that. <laughs> and then I uh, make breakfast. But the entire time that I'm doing that, I'm looking forward to um, what I'm about to tell you now. Now, this is silly as it can possibly be. And it just is. And that is this. Studies show, and my whole thing is going further faster. Yes. You know, and enjoying the process. Studies show that if you periodically chill throughout your day, you'll actually produce more. Now, just because of time, I won't go into it, but there are some amazing studies that, sh- that show that. You get more done and you do more if you take the time to do what I call C T F D I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just C T F D. And that is chill the freak down. (laughs) And what that means is when I say freak, it's that conversation that we have in our head that worry, stress, you know, uncertainty, all that stuff. And the way to do it, again, I like shortcuts or hacks, as you call them, is I have the three F's in my life. It could be for, it could be for anybody else, whatever yours are. And they are fish, fire, and friends. <laughs> and what, that okay. means is, what that means is this. When we allow ourselves to, to just zone out, we're literally rewiring our brain to chill that freaking voice out. And so if you can imagine this, have you ever stared into a campfire or a a fireplace? Yes. Okay. When that happens, you literally, your brain releases endorphins and dopamines that makes you chill out. The brain cannot have those creepy conversations. You can't freak while you're doing that. So, (laughs) So I, and it's the same with when you look in a fish aquarium, you know, and it's the same when you look at your friends. So I, at my house, I literally bought this house because it had a koi pond. 
And I, I don't have, I, 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 I want to go up, feed my fish, or I, even if I'm not there, I stop and I think I got a picture in my phone of my, of my fish. And so you don't have to have those things readily available, but you can put them on your phone. You can put pictures on your phone and you can tell Siri to remind you every hour to CTFD. I so, love that. Yeah, it's a, it's a great little hack because what happens is it makes, like I said, the reason I said this is, is it, when I, by that time in the morning when I'm making breakfast and I'm doing that kind of stuff, my brain is looking forward to, I'm craving that, you know, two or three minutes that I just to get to calm down. And it's paradise. And it works wonders. I could go on and on about it, but I won't. Oh, but I love that. And that's such an easy thing for anyone listening to just, okay, where do you get really calm? For some, it's just like deep breathing, some pranayama exercises. For others, you may be inspired to go get yourself a, you know, a fish tank and fill it um, or a, a koi pond or, but whatever or it not. is, make sure or, you- Or not. If, or if not. You, yeah. And here's what I mean by that. If you make it complicated, like, like doing breathing exercises and things like that, those are all great, but most people aren't going to do them. In other words, I do that as well. I, my phone, my alarms are going off probably 30 times a day to remind me to do things. And I will take the time to stop and breathe and things like that. But what's, what I'm saying with this, this little hack is load a video on or, or get a picture on your phone of what does it for you. Like I said, for me, it's fire. I, I have a pic, I have a video on my phone. It's a YouTube video. And all it is is a picture of a fireplace. I mean, a video of a fireplace. And I also have a video of, of my koi pond. And then I have videos of, you know, just friends that I look at. And so when the alarm goes off, I just grab my phone and I look at that for just for a couple minutes. And so it's not so much an exercise that I'm doing, which I, which by the way, I mean, I, I approve of those and I suggest those. I'm just saying something so simple that you're, that's a no-brainer that, you, you know, you don't have to think about. You just do, okay, I'm doing this. And, and you don't always necessarily notice it happening in the moment. You're just doing it. It's just, it's just something you're doing. And pretty soon, your brain changes and you're a badass. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. This reminds me of another question that I received. And, and it was, and this is serious. Are you ready for it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So get ready. At what point did you know that you were a badass? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the truth. Here's the truth. I always thought I was a badass all the way up until that time that those guys kicked my ass. And I had, I had, you know, I was like everybody else. I had my bouts of insecurity growing up and everything, but I was blessed with having great parents who instilled in, in their children that nothing is impossible and that you're beautiful and all those things. And that's not to say I didn't have my insecurities like everybody else, but um, I, I, I thought I was. But then when that happened to me, I didn't have the certainty that I was a badass for several years after that. And that came from uh, when I started doing, and this is years and years before I met Tony, when I started doing uh, affirmations, uh, which was, by the way, one of the things in uh, Think and Grow Rich. But somehow, I, I, I don't know where I learned it from, uh, because the affirmations were, you know, I want more money, or I want, you know, this, I want that, that kind of thing, and that all worked. Um, however, I somehow, and I don't remember where it came from, Michelle, but I started going, I am. And I started affirming that I am. And I didn't use the word badass, but I, I would start to affirm that I was a good person, that I was powerful, I was strong, and things like that. And there was shortly after that, I started to, to believe it. And, uh, and, uh, and then from that, 
I developed a, um, which I, you know, I, one of the workshops that I teach, I help people develop that identity in themselves, but I developed a, um, a identity about myself that no matter what I do, I'm going to be at the very least one of the best at or the best. And I'm not saying that I am the best at the things that I do, but I think I am. And if I think I am, then it feels good. And if it feels good, then I do more of it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, your confidence uh, radiates out of your personality. It's charisma. It's X factor. It's, it's also, uh, you know, a lot of work, right? Like you, you prime your mind and your emotions and your physiology, and you've got all your resources that you go to. So I mean, you said I can ask you anything. I'm just dying. You know, like, when do you get insecure? Like, everybody has moments of self-doubt. You you experience that. Um, and if so, w- what would be an example of it? Well, um, before I give you an example, here's what I'll say. Is that, yes, Michelle, I am human. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Because, okay. you know, we were bowing to you up until this moment. Like, you were... Because you are an anomaly. I mean, and, and of course I know this, but people, they just want to know, you know, because it's like you're larger than life when you get up there on that stage. And, and I know what it's like first few, first day of UPW. Anyone who isn't aware that Joseph McClendon third takes the stage, you know, they're like, what? Who is this guy? And they feel, you know, I've heard it, robbed. Um, and I get it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? It's like so pissed and angry and they got the judgments and the criticism and allow themselves to, you know, be uh, enslaved by a story for a minute. And then by the end, it's like if they could rush the stage and hold you tight and never let you go and take you home, they would. And it's because you have literally changed their life in ways that are so inspiring, tangible and intangible. Um, That said, it all does seem like, shit, he doesn't sleep. He does this. He's, he loves his son. Like he, you know, it, it, it's, it's otherworldly. So yeah, it's nice to hear the relatability. Well, yeah, and uh, and I said this to you before. It is, and, and I'm not I'm not uh, taking the mick on this. And that ability, that skill set that I've developed is is that it's it's I don't want to say it's mechanical, but it's something that I'm doing consciously to to uh, to be what I am on stage. But to answer your question, because I don't want to leave that hanging, um, I have been I've had probably the roughest last 18 months uh, in my life that I've had in many, many years. And I've become insecure uh, several times. And I'll give you an example. Um, I had my home broken into uh, 18 months ago, and they trashed my house, portions of my house, and they ripped my safe out of the ground and with it they took things that i can never replace family photographs Mm. you know a a, a ridiculous amount of money um every everything that i cherished was in that safe because i put it there when i leave and um and you talk about being insecure here was because when you said that i actually remembered that that moment of insecurity was the first night that i spent in my home alone after they did that because oh. I felt so violated and I also felt like they could come in and take my life Scary. and that's insecurity at level 100 hmm. and um I I'm uh, you know it's obviously now uh, you know I've I've uh, come to grips with it and everything's different now but and then also uh as you said at that UPW I lost my dog of 14 years you know uh um, and then I, my father passed about two months ago, 
And then uh, just a couple weeks ago, a very, very close friend of mine passed away. And so in those moments, um, that is when I, and there's other things as well, but those are the moments that my insecurity has risen its ugly head. And here's what I'll say, that even in those moments, I said this, we said this at the top, and it's my mission statement, um, and I won't teach theory. If I'm, if, if my goal is to go out and impact people so that they take action and they change their lives, then I have to have done it myself. And so the, the, the default that I have is that when things like that happen, um, I have a default of, of uh, certainty and, and being centered. And it's not easy, but I've worked on it. And uh, it, it does come there, you know, and I have seen the strong, yeah, I've seen Tony vulnerable. I've seen, uh, uh, I, I've seen a lot and we all have that. And the trick to it is, is to, as you continue to work on yourself, then you recover from those, those insecurities or those types of things uh, much, much quicker. I'm so sorry for your loss and for that unbelievable, creepy break in. Oh, and for the loss of your, you know, your personal belongings and the loss of such loved ones in your life. Um, so first of all, I'm so sorry. And thank you for sharing that. Do you have someone like a coach or a mentor or a confidant that you can go to? I know you mentioned friends as one of the F's, um, but who do you go to when, when you're feeling those, you know, those feelings? Nah, I don't believe in that crap, that whole coaching <laughs> thing. Nah, no, I do. And Tony is, is one of my dearest friends and one of my dearest coaches as, as well. I shared with him before, outside of my own parents, Tony has been the biggest impact in my life. And so he is definitely somebody that I can uh, talk to. And I do have uh, other friends and, and mentors and coaches and guides that I rely on, quite honestly. You know, I don't, I'm not so arrogant as to assume that I know everything and I'm the end all and be all. I, I, you know, I, I've lived my life working on myself and, and part of working on myself is to let the ego get out of the way so that you can ask for help and that you can uh, allow yourself to, to be humble enough to take even the criticism, the hard things that you don't want to hear. Uh, but to get them and to, and to do something about That's it. That's exactly right. And that humility is, talk about attraction being that, you know, in that 60-20-20 um, realm, that humility is vulnerability, all of that. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk, I know you love him um, as well, and so do I. Uh, he speaks about that. You speak about that. Tony speaks about that. And I just hope everyone listening understands the potency, especially in social media, in sharing. People want to hear vulnerability in real time, not 10 years later in retrospect when you're, there's not so much at stake in real time while it's happening, it's, it's an endearment and a connection in a way that is priceless. And I'm so glad you said that yes. because social media now has evolved to that because it was just before and there was so much criticism about it that, you know, you're so detached from friends and so on and so forth. But now, uh, because it is so acceptable and that, that's how we connect is through allowing people into our lives and different things. I, I couldn't believe it that when I first started, and I'm a neophyte and I'm still learning on the whole social media thing. But um, we're loving it. I'm so yeah. excited about your presence and you've you know kicked it up like 10 million dollars yeah. recently. I, I remember when I put a picture, and it was a friend of mine who told me, Joseph, that's really great what you what you're eating. Take a picture of it and put it on Facebook. I thought, well, why? <laughs> who cares? 
dollars. And I did it, and I was amazed at how many people commented. And I thought, really? <laughs> <laughs> Food and sunsets. Well, puppies too. Food, sunsets, and puppies. I mean, you're, you're guaranteed. <laughs> Although, interestingly enough, uh, you're not a neophyte. You're you're a total pro. I was looking at your page uh, on not only Facebook but and Instagram, and I'm like damn, look at you go. Like, I know that you just kind of really got back into it and you're ramping it up, but I noticed your very last post, and this was as of September 5th, um, 2018. You just asked a simple question like, Hey, you know, let me know where and when we met. And it was like this massive engagement. And I'm like, God, you sparked such a community driven conversation. Right. And because I was like, Oh, I remember exactly when, and I felt proud of that moment and it was vivid and it sparked magic in me. And then I was like, Oh, where's everyone else? And I wanted to see how far back it dated or which parts of the world. And I was like, you know, that is a cool question. So you're quite a pro, my friend, I would say. Well, I'm learning and thank you. And I want to say, I want to tell you this and, and, as I said to you, you know, I would be honored if you shared with me some of the things that you know, because I'm, I'm, I just need to be a student of that, and I'm loving it. And I made a video that I'm going to put on probably later today. Uh, I just need to figure out how to do all my hashtags and all that stuff. And <laughs> what I, because it's all by design. My outcome, going back to my mission statement, is now this is a way to impact more and more people. So yes. I'm, I'm making a thing that you can ask me questions. As I said to you before, I love to ask. So, so I, I've made a, uh, a video that I'm going to put up today uh, that uh, I'm going to, there's a place that you can go and you can ask me questions and then I'll answer those questions you know, during the day or during the week or whatever, I'll answer as many of those questions as I can, as well as I'm going to post more. My dedication is to, as you said, step up my game <clears throat> and to post more. And so um, I, I really want to, I love doing that. I believe in just whatever you got, give it away, give it away. I love doing seminars and workshops and not everybody can make those. And, and so at the very least, I want to be able to give good, tangible stuff along with some of my personal life because I care about other people's personal lives. And I really did two things. I really did want to know, you know, where I met you, where, you know, all these people. And I was blown away at how many people responded back. And lastly is this, anything that I do, any conversation that I have with people, anything that I do in terms of sharing what I know or teaching is to help the person rewire their brain. And I should make a video on this. I will. <laughs> and that is this. If you look at the word dismember means to take apart. But to remember means to put together. And so when I talk about rewiring the brain, it's a physical, tangible thing that happens. So the searching process and remembering process is the remembering, the putting together the the uh, um the synapsis response the uh inside our brain all the activity that happens and so the searching process and the remembering process is the rewiring process so when i ask a question like that it's not just because you know it's a fun question i'm trying to you know gather more people it's i really do care and i want people to like you just said oh i remember that and just that little thing is a wait for it c t f D, because while you're thinking about where we met, you're not going crazy. 
Chill the freak down. Yes, it's exactly what happened. First of all, I was like, okay, which UPW? And I was like, first of all, I didn't have to think even for a second, but it was like LA. And I was one of those like day two. Who's this guy? <laughs> How come we've never heard of him? How do we just get robbed? This is like so upsetting. And then by the end, I'm like obsessed with you. And I'm like, you know, I, I remember poignant standout you know, exercises and moments. Yes. While I was shaking my ass and chilling the freak down that you were facilitating us through very expertly. And, uh, and so, yes, it was like, Oh my God, that was the moment that I, I just, I loved you. You know, it was like, you, you taught me so much. You inspired me, but also really helped me to tap into a joy factor that I don't think everybody teaches from the stage in the same way that you do. You are so unique in that. And, and I wish everybody could have that X factor, but you radiate this, this joy and this happiness. One of the reasons that I know Tony loves you, he speaks about it. Um, but I would be remiss, my friend, because I know we just have a few minutes left. Uh, everybody wants to know how you met Tony. Um, and for those who are just tuning in, it's Tony Robbins we're talking about. Um, and, um, you know, at this point, you're, you're, you're on the UPW stage more than half the time. And, and you, you lead so many other workshops of his and your own. But can we just circle back to that real quick of how you came across him and how you went from dental technician to, you know, co-leading his seminars around the world? Well, and all the glory goes to Tony because he was the one who uh, got me to move off of the insecurity that I was living in that moment. I, um, at the time, my outcome, uh, this was 1986. No, sorry, 85. And my outcome was, I was a musician back then. I lived in you know, a small town outside of Los Angeles, and I was afraid to quit my job to go seek my, my uh, I wanted a, a recording contract. And I was afraid to leave my job to, to go seek my dream. And so because I was afraid to leave my job, uh, because I was raised with the understanding from my father that you have to stay in school and keep a good job. And so I did. And so I had gone out and I, I went to a seminar by a guy named Robert Allen. And I, I, it, was a, it was one of the first guys that, that was teaching people how to flip houses. And he had a book called Nothing Down. I went to a seminar. Uh, this is a real long story short. Uh, and I went to a seminar. I learned from him how to do that. And I bought 26 houses wow. in, a, in a year and a half's time. And I had great income, but I was overwhelmed because I still couldn't quit my job. I was still afraid. Um, I, I was having a relationship with my, my girlfriend at the time. I was playing in two and three different bands. I was still working as a dental technician and I was still taking classes in college, even though I'd already graduated. Wow. So to say the least, I was overwhelmed and I didn't know how to get out of it. And a good friend of mine said, Hey, there's this guy that's, you know, in, in Los Angeles doing a seminar. And I thought, well, I'm not going to do another seminar because I did one already. And now I got 26. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so for some reason, I wound up there. And this was, Tony used to call the UPW was called uh, Mind Revolution back then. And this was, as I said, 1985. And uh, I went and I was standing in the back of the room. Tony actually does a better telling of this story than I do. Uh, I was in the back of the room and I was freaking out. You know, I was ready to leave. As a matter of fact, I was on my way out the door and this guy came and started talking to me. And he was one of the trainers, you know, big guy started, started talking to me. And I could tell he was coming from his heart and he was telling me about, you know, who Tony was because I didn't know and nobody knew. This was, you know, his first book had just come out. 
And he was telling me this guy's fantastic and, you know, just give him a chance and all this stuff and everything. And I could tell that this guy was really genuine and he really wanted me to have the experience. And I, and I felt myself connected to this guy. Uh, and it was, it was, it was different and, uh, very long story short, that guy was Tony. Um, he was in those days, you know, it was literally the seminar was maybe 300 people. Wait a second. So this tall guy that you could tell he was coming from his heart was Tony himself. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wait. So who's on the stage? There wasn't anybody. It was before the seminar started. Ah, got it. Oh my God. And, and how I found out it was him, how I found out it was him, Michelle, was he goes, well, listen, I got First off, he goes, listen, let me tell you about the seminar. It's going to be awesome. And then, you know, you'll do the fire walk. And I go, what, what do you mean the fire walk? Because <laughs> I didn't know it was a fire walk and I was going to leave again. And he got me calmed down. And uh, so, and then he says, I got to go. And then, you know, his wife at the time, Becky gets on stage and, and introduces herself and says, here's my husband, Tony Robinson. And it was him. He got oh on stage. my gosh. So that we became friends first. Uh, and I was not, even though I had a psychology degree, I was not interested in the psychology. I wanted to be a musician. That was my, my passion. And so uh, I did, I, and I didn't do the entire UPW. Uh, um, I just did day number one because I had stuff to do. And I went back home. Did you I walk on my, fire? Yeah, I did. Yeah. You did, okay. I went home and within just a few months, I started selling my houses. I quit my job. I did get a recording contract. Uh, and, and then when I, uh, in, this was 1990, when the recording contract was up, um, the, the, the company was CBS and they, uh, were taken over by Sony and I got locked in that contract without any representation. And, um, that was also when my mom got sick and I decided I was done with the industry. I still love music. Uh, and I went to Tony and I go, look, you know, I got to figure out what else I'm going to do. And Tony, <laughs> I, I jokingly say this, but it's true. Uh, we were in Fiji and Tony said to me, he goes, Joseph, sometimes when you don't get your dream, you get your destiny. Oh. And I literally said to him, dude, that's it. That's all you got. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as in, in the end, he was absolutely right. Because uh, from there, I came away and I thought to myself, well, you know, it's not about being on stage. It's not about all that stuff. It was about my contributing, uh, the things that I talked to you about before. And I went back to Tony and I go, hey, let's write a book together. And uh, he agreed. And my first book uh, I wrote with Tony and became a New York Times bestseller. But here's the, the answer to you, the last answer to your question is that Tony's a shrewd businessman. And so he said, we'll write the book together if you will be my head trainer. Incredible. And so I became the head trainer uh, for, for Robbins. And then from there, uh, things happened. And I wound up being on stage doing what I'm doing right now. Now that, That's the incredibly short story of it. <laughs> but it, it is epic. And you and I were talking um, the other day as we sort of prepped for this. And, and it was such a joy and privilege to get that time with you. But, you know, it, it's, it's a level of mastery of magicianship um, that you you have to be able to you know, embody on that stage because Tony time is Tony time. And that's sort of like a loosely, you know, loved word, um, which is, you know, he can get pulled into a million different directions at any given time. And, you know, you can be told, you mentioned this, you know, you, you get updates on the monitor when you're on his stage, you know, like Tony's in the car, 
he's leaving the hotel five minutes. (laughs) And it's like three hours later. And I loved how you talked about how you dance, you know, and you're so skilled at like, okay, do I tell this story now? Cause I don't know when he's going to show up. Will it wrap up in time? Will it have meaning? Does it, is it relevant to what we're teaching, what he's going to come on and teach where he's going to pick up? I mean, how you do what you do is it is, it is remarkable. Well, thank you. And I also, I shared this with you the other day. It's, I I don't want to make it sound as as sterile as it's going to sound, but I have no other choice but to say this. It's all by design and a bit mechanical, meaning um, that I say this from the stage, everything that I do, everything that I say, even where I stand sometimes is planned out. Um, And that's saying that, but then it allows me that with that structure, it allows me to be spontaneous as well. Exactly. I just know where to fill in those 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 spaces, and so um, I appreciate the compliment. And it can be taught as well. I have my my style. However, um, everybody has their style, and it can be taught as well. Okay, well, that's a beautiful mindset hack right there. It's like structure creates freedom, right? And fluidity. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you go, girl. Oh, look at me, like cliff noting all of this. <laughs> okay, two more questions. Number one, I I have to ask you, what's awesome sauce? awesome sauce actually that's the that's the title of my newest book oh Um, cool and awesome sauce is the name given i gave it (laughs) you are so awesome (laughs) it is it is the name given to the chemicals the solutions the hormones that our bodies and our minds produce when we're operating at our absolute optimum when we're in a zone when we're in the zone, the blood that courses through our veins is full of, uh, of testosterone and adrenaline and, and endorphins and dopamines and things like that, all that our body, our, our body produces. And here's the kicker, is that we all have it, we all do it. We all do it almost 24-7. You cannot have it without, you can't tie your shoes without having some of that juice going on inside of you. And so on, on different levels, but see, most people don't realize a that it's there and b that they can that they produce it, and they certainly don't realize that they can. So the process, as I said before, I'm all about process. The do the process of awesome sauce is the process of producing it when you want it, and then and then making it so that it is your default. So that when you go into the things that you're not certain about, or that you don't want to do, or that you have difficulty, or that you're afraid. You default and that awesome sauce comes through you. Oh God, that's so cool. Oh, you're just leaving us with bated breath. So <laughs> do you know when uh, that book is going to drop? Yes, it'll be, uh, oh, I got to go to UPW. It's ready to drop now. We actually just working on the cover. As a matter of fact, I, uh, and I really appreciate it. I put it on the social network. I put three different designs out there and people chose one that they like. And we're, so we're working on that. So the book is finished. Uh, honestly, it'll be probably be about a month, another month now. So right before the holidays, perfect for everyone to pick up at least 10 copies and give one <laughs> to everyone, you know, so you can all shake your awesome sauce asses together. Yeah. Absolutely. One, one final question, uh, my friend. Um, and I ask all my guests this just because at the end of the day, this mindset mashup is because I bring on guests like you that I've been inspired by your mindset and we just want to get up underneath it. Right. And you've been more than generous. Um, and f- it's for one purpose. It's how we just get after a bitter, better sense of fulfillment, but I'd love to know how you would define fulfillment. Fulfillment is 
for me, and this is just my own, everybody's different. Fulfillment is to be able to wake up every morning with a smile on my face <laughs> and to appreciate all that I have, be grateful for what I have. That is fulfillment. You know, I, that is, that's fulfillment to me because, because without that, because everything else flows from that, you know, our day, everybody starts off by opening their eyes every single morning. And if, you know, people say this, that, you know, how I feel in the morning kind of sets up my day. It sets up your life. Yes, it really does. And so if I wake up in the morning and I don't care if the worst stuff could have happened to me the day before, but if I can wake up in the morning with a smile on my face, that I default to gratefulness and love and appreciation for everything that I, uh, the blessings that I have in my life, I'm fulfilled. Oh, that's so good. Oh, that's powerful. And it's, so, you guys, it's so simple. When we really peel it all back, it's this simple to be this awesome and, um, and to be living vicariously. So I love that. Um, now, where's the best place for us to find you uh, in social media or your website? Like, where do you want us to catch all that you're up to? <laughs> on social, social media, I am my name. Or, or wait, no, social media on Instagram, it is I am Joseph McClendon. Okay. On Facebook, it is Facebook forward slash Joseph McClendon. Uh, I'm easy to find on there. However, please go to my fan page because my uh, personal page is full. Um, and then uh, that all, everything else kind of flows from there. I'm easy to find there. But um, I have a website that, you know, people were asking about T-shirts and things like that. And all the web- kinds of attitude swag, yes, you guys. You're yeah. going to love it. Yeah. Uh, is make your fate dot com. Okay, cool. And we'll make sure all of those links and resources are up in the show notes so that you guys can all make sure to get it. And then we'll also keep you updated on when the book is going to launch um, and uh, that official uh, published date. And I can't thank you enough for your time and for taking us, you know, in an interior tour of your awesome sauce. <laughs> and um, I just feel really grateful for you. So thank you very much for coming on the show today. Well, my, my pleasure. And um, I would be remiss if I didn't say this to you. Um, I, I appreciate these things. Number one, um, just being able to do this and, and because this is helping me fulfill, like I said, my mission statement and everything. And number two, for your trust with your precious babies, meaning your, your uh, uh, group. And, and I don't take that lightly. And then the third thing is I must heap praise on you. I'm, you know, I'm doing this because I did my research on you. And as I said to you before, you have an energy about you that everybody feels and you're a badass yourself. So <laughs> thank you for doing what you do and, and the impact that you're having on people and will continue to have on people. Oh, that makes me tear up in gratitude. Well, and go absolutely. ahead and cry, girl, because you deserve oh, it. Oh my God. That just, that just chilled me the freak out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then lastly, I got to roll because I got to go pick up my boy. But lastly, I want to say this to everybody. Remember this to your core, that life is exactly what you dare to make it. And fortune favors the bold. So boldly step up and dare to make your life magnificent. Michelle, thank you so much. And I'm actually going to get back in touch with you because I need to pick your brain on some things. Yes, we have lots to discuss. And listen, you freaking rock. Go get your son. I know he's your number one passion in life. And we will talk very soon. And thank you again. You're awesome. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard today, please share it with a friend and you can head on over to iTunes to leave me a review. That would be so appreciated. And of course, if you like to reach me directly with any comments, questions, or feedback, you can do so at themindsetmashup.com. Thanks again for listening and I look forward to hearing from you.